Welcome back to For the Elevate. I'm your host, Ellie Topinka. Today, I am talking with my dear friend, Katie. You know my friend who I told you named the podcast? Yes, that one. She's the best. And we are talking about a highly requested topic, friendship. Because this topic was so highly requested, I have broken it out into a few episodes. But today, Katie and I are diving into what it looks like to lose or outgrow a friendship and how to navigate those difficult situations. We also discuss a new book that Katie just finished that is all about friendship, and I cannot wait to read it too. All right, friends, let's get into it. Catherine, welcome to For the Elevate. Hello, thank you. This is, her name is actually Katie. I need to be clear. I call her Catherine. It is not your name. Correct. It is just Katie, and I call you Ellen, which is also not your name. Yes. It was a lovely point in our relationship where we decided to call each other names that we don't like. So, well, Katie and I have been friends for um, five years, eight months, and six days since <laughs> since she started um, at my old job, but um, we have been friends for almost six years, and we are now technically kind of neighbors. That is true. We moved back from Tennessee, and she had bought a house like two blocks from us, which has been the coolest thing ever. I get to walk by her house every day. Chandler knows her house. They wave. We wave. We always wave. We're always ready. Brooks is like always pulling me into her yard. He knows exactly whose house it is. Um, and our dog, both of our dogs are not friends with each other. Yes. Yeah. We, we like to walk together, but we don't actually let our dogs interact. (laughs) They're friends from afar. They don't really like each other, each other, (laughs) but But we like each other, but we like each other. So we make it work. So today, anyways, we are going to be talking about friendship and specifically about losing and outgrowing friendship. So I had posted, I don't know, a few months ago about, asking some for some topics and friendship was a highly requested topic and then I specifically asked like what in friendship people wanted to hear about and by far the top request was kind of outgrowing slash losing a friend or a friendship and so we are going to be tackling that today um but first I'm going to have Katie introduce herself and let you guys into who she is okay uh well as Ellie said I'm Katie Romero I am longtime friend of Ellie's n- neighbor um I am I think feel like we both share a good happy goofy weird personality so Absolutely. that kind of drew us together and we're also neighbors now so it kind of forces us to be friends <laughs> so I like that she's she's the one who I go to I'm like I need sugar <laughs> help me or drop over eggs yes. Yeah. Um, so outside of my life with Ellie, I spend my time with my husband, Matt, um, and our dog, Caesar. We love being outside, but we also are like super big homebodies, love to hang out at home, watch movies and quote movies, cook dinners, and um, spend time together. Yeah. Honestly, Matt and Katie can quote anything <laughs> and everything that you could ever imagine I mean it's honestly it is a gift I've it, it's part of his family too so I yeah. was glad that but you guys definitely yeah. together like you guys could just speak in quotes absolutely yeah it's a lot it's crazy before we kind of dive into the topic itself we thought it would be fun to kind of talk about some iconic friendships that most people or a lot of people would recognize and know so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first well I feel like we both are going to have the same first one. We probably will. So, um, my first favorite all-time friendship is the one and only Twisted Sisters from Grey's Anatomy, Meredith and Christina. Absolutely. That was my number one as well. (laughs) And I put, because, and I, it's funny, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, that... They're kind of, not kind of, they are. They're definitely codependent with each other. Absolutely. (laughs) And in maybe not, like, a great way. It's, like, a little bit of, like, a toxic relationship, but, like... But it's loyal. It's very, very loyal. Um, Definition of ride or dies. Like, they are going to have each other's back no matter what. They joke about in the show that they, if someone, if they were to commit a murder, they would absolutely be the person that they called to help them cover it up or to get rid of a body. 
so by and large, I think if you, whether you are a Grey's Anatomy fan or not, I think that you could recognize. Which, wait, why would you not be yeah, a Grey's exactly. Anatomy fan it's, first? Honestly, it's the greatest show of all time. Well, I don't want to say all time, but it's mm-hmm. up there. It is way up there. So that's a solid one. And I definitely agree with you there. Okay. My second. So we had the same first. My second is Rory and Lane from Gilmore Girls. I could see that. So okay. my reasoning that they're iconic to me is that they kind of remain friends throughout like all phases of life, even though they're not really with each other, like post, I mean, even in high school, they end up going to different yeah, schools, they but they remain constant and they check in with one another. And it's kind of like that friend that when you get back together with them, like it's like you're picking up right where you left off. Like there's not any awkwardness. There's not any weirdness. Um, and I have plenty of friends like that. So like for me, that was like one that stuck out like as a solid, solid friendship to its core. Yeah. It's a good example of like a good, healthy friendship. I mean, definitely there are things where I feel like Rory took advantage of Lane. But they're also pretty young. Yes. Like, let's be fair. Right, right, right. right, pretty right, young. Right. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so my number two, and the, to no surprise... Is a friend's cast. Obviously. But to surprise, it is actually Joey and Chandler. (sighs) Because I feel like that is the ultimate friendship. Because they are both also so loyal to each other. They're just... And very different. Yes. Yes. Very, very different. Two different life stages. Joey is kind of just always... Joey, I am Joey. (laughs) In the... I don't have any children. And I just kind of hang out with the people that have families and just tag along, and that is definition Joey Tribbiani. No, but Joey, that you are not Joey because... Yeah, I will always have a house, a little <laughs> garage on your house. I'll just come on over, <laughs> eat my sandwiches, no, and be there. No, because Joey, like Chandler is constantly giving Joey money, and like, you are way more responsible That's than Joey. That's true, you've never given me money. No, I would never. Unfortunately, I, yes. I, I Money and friendship is yeah. a no for me, no. for the most part. That's like, that doesn't work for me well. But I do think their friendship is kind of a, I think that, like, they support each other in very different ways. Yes, it's so Like, pure. Joey Joey has more of a, like, a loving, help him kind of grow up and get on his feet and wants him to, like, reach his full potential. Yes. Yes. It's a very solid choice. Thank you. Thank you. I, I thought, thought about, about doing that. Monica and Rachel. See, I thought that was the easy way to go. It but was. I feel like the better friendship there is really Joey and Chandler. I agree. Okay, my last one, I had Brooke and Peyton from One Tree Hill. And this one may be surprising because if you've seen One Tree Hill, they do some very sketchy things to one another at different points throughout the seasons. But mostly when Peyton made out with Brooke's boyfriend. Not a great friend move. Yeah, in in the younger years, right. they're not the best friends. But, right. you know, as they grow and mature, we all make mistakes. But they're all, they're very, very loyal Mm-hmm. To a fault. And even when they hated each other, they still loved each other, if that makes sense. They still cared for one another on a very deep level, but they were not ready. They weren't ready to be done with their friendship, but they also weren't really friends. They kind of just kept a distance. You know what I mean? Like, through that yeah. season, they kind of, like, which were which is kind of interesting, because that's kind of something we're going to kind of talk about, is, like, losing a friendship and why people lose friendships and why we're... You know, well, obviously, if you're, like, kissing someone else, well, that's I a mean, great way to lose a friend. Obviously. You know? Obviously. I would say. But I do think that at their core, they have a solid friendship. So it's an iconic one for me. All right, let's do your last one. Okay, my last one I feel like is pretty present because I just got done watching Firefly Lane Ugh. and cried my eyes out. Okay, we won't. Get, we will not give any spoilers. Yeah, no spoiler alert on that, but my uh, last relationship is Tully and Kate. Because, again, it goes back to that loyalty. They are friends since the beginning. They can call each other, and no matter what, they will answer and help, and they just understand each other. And that's one of the things I, like, love about a good friendship. Like, somebody who's always there. I totally agree. So that's going to kind of transition into my my kind of first question for you. What do you look for in a friend? All of the qualities that I just shared, but that is a challenge. I think when I was younger, I first would look for, like, a friend that had to be that ride or die. That friend that was, like, we have to, we have to like, all the same things. We have to match. We have to have the same personality. Right. Like, we have to agree on everything. And then I think as I got older, I started realizing 
you can have different types of friendships and it's okay to have different types of friendships. Like you can have that friend where you're living far apart and you're just catching up or that friend that is like just a friend from work and that's really just the relationship. Yeah. Or then there's the friend who just comes over all the time and hangs out differently. Yeah. No, I think that's, I agree. I definitely was the same way. I, growing up, I think I looked for people who were like me and Mm -hmm. thought like me and did the same things I did and had the same interests. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that that is a good base for a lot of friendships, but I do think there is room to have friends that are different than you or are just for, you know, like someone you just go to the gym with. And that's just like someone that you really enjoy. Like I know, um, I was just talking to my, I talked to my brother-in-law about this one time. He has a friend that he plays video games with and has played video games with for a very long time, but like they don't really see each other outside of that like they just yeah, play like video an games online friend. yes like an okay. online friend yeah, like that's... they literally just play video games together and but that's like their shared interest and like that's something that he can do with this guy and it is what it is like he doesn't need it to be more so I agree with you I think that's a really solid way to think of it and to look at it thank you I've gotten so mature in my <laughs> you're the years, my years um how would you define a good friend a good friend I would say a good friend is someone who I can count on. I can trust them with things. And I know that, you know, they'll have my back on something. Someone who's who's loyal, again. Yeah. Like my, like my Joey and Chandler. Um, and someone, who, like, I feel like I also like a friend who kind of pushes me to do things. I kind of get in a bubble where, <laughs> yes, I know Ellie's laughing now. <laughs> yes. I am one of those friends. (laughs) Yes, where I, like, get into a bubble, and sometimes I need that person who's going to, you know, call me out, or that person who's going to make me do something that I might not normally do and push me out of my comfort zone. Well, yeah, because that's the only way, I mean, just like in a partnership, in a romantic relationship, if you have someone that never pushes you, you're never going to be, get better or grow, and you don't really want to just stand still in life. I mean, if you do, okay, but it doesn't really work in the long run to never change or adapt. So I have a few friends in my life who definitely do that. And I try to do that for my friends too. Like I'm absolutely, I I will agree to that. I'm like (laughs) laughing because so Katie, this was, I don't even remember. So like post quarantine and COVID, COVID, like, and I get it. I mean, we all kind of became very comfortable at home. And Katie said one summer, she's like, guys, do not let me, say no to things that you know I would enjoy just because I just want to sit at home. So I was like, okay. I'm like, you're giving us permission. And so she gave us permission. So we asked her to go do something like a couple weeks later. And she's like, oh, well, maybe I don't know, maybe. And I was like, no, we're going. I'll pick you up at six. And I like didn't give her a choice. And when we got there, she was so happy that she went. Yeah, I feel like, so it's like something where I feel like it's not super committal. It's... (laughs) It's a, like it's like a random birthday party or something. I'm like, yeah, I could go, maybe not. And then when I go, I'm really happy I do. But that's why I need the type of friend who's like, come on, you should go out, you should want to go. Yeah, yeah. But I think there I is like also that. a balance with that. Like there are. I ba- became a hermit. Well, I just but there, are, but there's <laughs> also boundaries though. Like you, I don't want to ever feel like I'm like bullying someone into doing something that they truly don't want to do. True. That's true. You don't. I'll okay, tell you well, that. good. Yeah. But but I do think it is important to like have people that push you. So. So, okay. So, we're going to kind of dive into kind of the topic of losing and outgrowing friendships. But first, I just kind of want to say I think they're losing and outgrowing are very different things. For so, sure. like losing to me in this conversation that we're going to talk about is like Literally, you are not friends with this person anymore or you are your friendship does not exist anymore. And that's maybe because of a fight or maybe that's because a mutual understanding of saying like, no, we're just no. Yeah, we can't. This isn't working for whatever reason. But outgrowing could be more just kind of like a casual just over time. Things just kind of disintegrate a little bit or kind of dissipate and you just 
and that can be for so many reasons. Like, you know, we were talking about how like geographical location plays a huge part into a friendship. Like I have a lot of friends that live all over the country and it definitely takes more work yeah. to be friends with someone that you don't get to physically see. Not and and what and I choose to do that for those friends because they're meaningful to me. But right. but if there if there are enough things keeping you apart besides just geographical location and maybe some other things like maybe you don't see the world the same way or you don't see eye to eye on certain topics or certain things and so you naturally just start to distance yourself that's more of like an outgrowing or you're at different stages of life yes yeah that's definitely happens so I went to college not very far away in Grand Rapids and moved back to my hometown and it was definitely a different experience as far as like creating friends finding old friends and it's just a lot harder as an adult like you you don't think it's going to be as challenging like you have those natural instances in at least my experience in college where it's like you just bump into people and and forget like oh this is like you see people everywhere Mm -hmm. and I already struggle (laughs) going out places so it makes it a little bit harder but um yeah I think like moving away was really hard a lot of my friends moved away and or were in different stages like I was single they were married um they were all having kids and I said I am appreciative for Ellie because even in our relationship like you having Chandler you invited me even to go to the play place yeah with you guys and so it's still like I don't feel like I totally miss out because I still get to do things with my friends who have kids um but it is a different it's naturally like that was kind of me so like all of my friends not all of my friends but a large portion of my friends from my hometown all got married significantly before I did most of them did um so they started having kids before I did too and so not only was our geographical location different you know I moved an hour and a half away from my hometown so naturally I'm not seeing them as often just out and about like you Mm -hmm. said you're not running into people in the same way it's not as easy to just get together on a random, you know, Friday yeah, you're night. Not just like grabbing coffee. Right. It's it's early. you have to be more intentional about keeping those those friendships up. But then when you add on that layer of like, okay, well, you guys are married, I'm not married. You guys have kids, I don't have kids. It does start to create like a natural barrier because it is easy like when you're ha- when you have kids and you and I have yeah, talked have, about this you have different you things have going on. different <laughs> things going on but also like when you end up hanging out I hate this but I end up talking about my kid a lot and then I'm like okay well okay I need to stop talking about just this because I have other parts of my life but it's just for me that's such a huge part of my life right that that's what I'm going to talk about a lot but when and you- I want to be part of your life too. absolutely so it's, it's a weird, it's like a hard balance too because you and I I've seen I've had friends that I feel like have done a really good job about they are still make a point to go out and still hang out with their friends, like, with or without their children. Right. And try to, like, keep those relationships. And and then I've also seen, like, different experiences where I feel like it's been a little bit harder and just have naturally grown apart from friends who live far away and or have kids and you know we run in different kind of circles and they get busier and I would say those are the ones where it's like you feel it we're like oh man like I really miss all the things we used to do together like right it's just different it's a different experience. well and I think you can hold I think that's another thing is that some people assume that if you have grown apart it's for a reason like a like something bad happened or like I don't care about you anymore or I right. don't I don't like you or you know and it's it does not have to be that sometimes it just naturally happens and I remember my sister my older sister telling me this a really long time ago that like it's out it's okay to outgrow a friendship because I was going through a season in college and kind of post college I guess where I had certain friends who I had been so close with for so long where we just were at very different stages of our life. And so Mm -hmm. we weren't vibing (laughs) anymore. And that's not, it was literally no one's fault. And and that's, I think, 
even harder because you want there to be a reason. Yeah. And you want to be able to pinpoint and say like, oh, it's because of this or, oh, they did this or they said this. And that almost makes it easier. That sounds bad, but it almost makes it easier when there, when there is a big fight or there's a blow up and then you can just be like, oh, that friendship's just done because of this. But when you don't have necessarily a super concrete reason, I think it is just kind of a little more melancholy. It's like, oh, yeah. like it makes it kind of like. I think it's like when you look back at it yes. and you're like, oh, man, I used to be such good friends with them. And you think about, well, what happened? And you can't really put a pinpoint of whatever it was. And then I think a lot of times people will put the blame on themselves. Well, like they didn't call me or like I didn't right. call them. And then you start just, to try yeah, to find yeah. reasons. And yeah. And it's and it's just like the effort on both parts kind of slowly fades away. And, and, and it's because, you know, you're filling your cup in different spaces. Right. And, and you're only one person. You can yeah, only, you can there's so only so many hours in the day. You can only do I so many. I can only be in so many group chats, okay? <laughs> Let's be real. You can only do yes. so much texting. And you can only follow up on Instagram and Facebook <laughs> and text message in so many different group chats. I've seen, I'm sure you've seen it too. There's a post that has been circulating on Facebook or Instagram for years that basically just says, just know that just because I don't see you or talk to you doesn't mean I don't randomly think about you and the memories that we've had and like smile. And so I have so many friends that have been a part of my life at different, in different seasons that will randomly pop into my head. And it's like a genuine joy to think about like a memory or whatever, you know? And so I don't think I don't want people to think like just because you've grown apart from someone that they don't still love and value you as a person and the memories that you had. So I think we need to kind of remember that, that it goes both ways, you know, like we might feel hurt by uh, a friendship that's kind of dissipated or kind of out, kind of outgrown. And we don't think that like that other person feels the same way, but they probably do. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I think it's hard because you don't know what that person's feeling and but but if you had a good friendship i think it's good to give that person the benefit of the doubt like for sure you You were friends with each other you know i saw something that said like even i will always be the cheerleader on your sideline yeah no matter where i'm at i will always like want you to be happy always wish the best for you like that doesn't go away just because you're not talking often or right or actively in my life like super present in my life But the growing apart friends, I think it's really easy to try and, like, place blame on someone. Mm -hmm. Like, to say, oh, well, they stopped calling me, so... So I'm going to stop. So, yes. And it's, it's like, okay. Ellie is a friend who you cannot... It's, like, you cannot lose her if you wanted to. She will bug you and message you and be like, what are you doing? Do you want to hang out? How's everything going? Like, you know... I applaud you for the effort you put into your friendships because I have not been as intentional. And so it's a good reminder. But also it's a priority thing. And that's not, I'm not saying like everyone needs to be like this, like crazy friend that is checking in with that. I mean, you, that's impossible. Like the capacity, nobody has the capacity to be the perfect friend to every single friend. You know what I mean? Like that's just not possible. But I do think that when you are placing blame that sometimes you need to kind of check yourself and realize like, okay, a French friendship is a two way street. Mm-hmm. And if, if you are upset that they're not reaching out, well, are you reaching out? Like someone has to be the first. Yes. And that's, what's hard is like someone has to be the first to invite, to call, to check in, to go visit, you know, it's like, oh, well they haven't, you know, that was like a big thing for me when I first moved down down here, I'm an hour and a half away from many of my friends. And it was like, well, so-and-so hasn't made an effort to come see me. That's how I would like, you know, I would think. And then I'm like, okay, well, I was in Hastings last week, but I didn't go see them. So my question (laughs) for you, is it like a one for one? Like if I come visit you, have you come to visit me? And then if not, is it off? No, not for me. Okay. Uh, And maybe some people see it that way, but in my in my life, that's not how I want. I don't try to keep score. That's like, a great thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Th- one thing that Ashley always used to say was friends always come out even. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, like, we would, you know, I would take her to lunch and I would buy lunch. And it was just, she wouldn't fight me on it because she knew, like, 
eventually she was going to get me back. You know, like it was, that's how I just have kind of taken that in my life. Like friends are, we're always going to come out even. So if I visited you five times in the last year and you have not come visit me, well, maybe next year you'll come see (laughs) me six times. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I don't think that it is worth the energy to keep track of things like that because that's only going to build resentment which then is going to cause a rift and then you are going to grow apart so I think that's only going to make things harder it's not going to make anything better so that's just my personal opinion um have you had any friends that you like actually like have lost like where the friendship is just like Non, like you guys would pass each other in the store and wouldn't speak. Ooh, I don't know about like, I don't know about friendship, but I definitely will. Like, there's people, maybe acquaintances that yeah. if I'm in the grocery store, I'll probably. But not I'm because personal. No, but I mean like not because of so like an actual so for example, and I just talked about this in my episode with Ashley. Like, we had a fight, like a blowout fight and we did not speak for a year but we eventually rekindled mm-hmm. and got back together we always joked but if we hadn't that would be a lost friendship like yeah. that friendship would have you know we no longer speak it's very different than the outgrown friend the outgrown friend if i was to run into them at the grocery store i'd be like hey how are you what's going on like let's catch up really quick yeah but a lost friendship is like we don't speak we don't interact. There's no... And I feel like a lot of times the lost friendship, in my experience, is because of either a breakup, like some sort of... Like I've had friends in my past who I met through an ex. Okay, yeah. And they were my friend during that relationship. And then when we broke up, we were no They're longer... claimed to the other partner. Yeah, we were no yes. longer friends. Yeah. And I get it. You know, like, I get that, but, like, that's one example. Or you maybe you have had a fight, like a blowout fight, and there's no, no, either side is not willing to rekindle. See, okay, I feel like from my side, I feel like I'm always going to try and at least leave the door open. Yeah. That if we have that type of friendship where it's like, I might be mad, we might not still have talked in a while, but... If you're coming out to me to, like, if you're reaching out, I will give you the benefit of the doubt and just try to at least put some effort into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing for me, and again, like, this is just my own lived experience, but I have a very hard time with the idea of just completely exiling someone from my life. Like, that hard that hard line because they were a part of your life for a reason. Like definitely there are boundaries and there are, there are people that have had toxic friendships or really negative. I'm not talking about like if there was some sort of like abusive friendship, like that is different. Stole your money. Yes, exactly. Yes. There's definitely different experiences. (laughs) There's definitely different experiences and reasons for someone to full blown break off a friendship. But if it was just like a really big fight in my opinion, like life is so short that you guys maybe don't have to have the same friendship and maybe you don't need, maybe it's best to not have the same friendship, but to at least get to a place to reconcile and say, we both were in the wrong, you know, like we did X, Y, and Z, whatever the situation is, um, our friendship doesn't need to look the same, but I wish you well. Like that's how I would probably exit rather than just a hard because whether you realize it or not you carry that like pain and resentment deep down if you don't ever have some sort of like closure or reconciliation to say like it is what it is I'm done you know what I mean yeah I I think it's important too to uh, like extend some grace to both yourself and that person that you're not perfect. You're growing. I'm not the same person I was five years ago. I'm not the same person I was 10 years ago. That's a solid If point. I were to still run into someone that I might have, like, 
had our like not the best experience with then I think I'm at a different point in my life where it's like these are not the same issues that yes I'm ever running into and yeah, that's such know, a good point we're both we're good like it's it's yeah. cool like that's not not an issue anymore no that's such a good point because some of the some of the like examples that I could think of they knew me at a very different point in my life. Like I, like I said, I don't really have anyone where it's like that I can think of. <laughs> That's like a super hard like, oh, we broke off that friendship and I will never speak to them again. Mm-hmm. I don't have anybody that I can think of. Or but, that you've let go because you just keep bugging your way back in. Right. You, you're not going to let it go. <laughs> yeah, I'll stuck with me. <laughs> but anyways, so I guess if you are at a point if you're listening to this and you're at a point in your life where a friendship has been like a hard cut down, we are done. And you drew a boundary. You drew a boundary and you drew a boundary to protect yourself. That is very different than growing apart from somebody. Yes. Yes. Like, and, and I think the other thing to consider is that sometimes losing a friendship, um, because of a fight or, whatever um in 10 15 years like katie said you may you may see this person again you may be at a different point in your life in 10 15 years five years two years whatever it may be where you guys may be able to rekindle that friendship and you may have thought oh there's no way there's no possible way but we are constantly changing and growing and so to to assume that that person and yourself are, are the same are people. the same yeah. people yeah. is just not likely it's just not how life goes you know like people learn from experiences they learn from that experience that they had with you I'm sure and so just keep an open mind that you know and if it, if it's if you've lost a friendship and it is something that is hard to carry and it's like deep it's like a deep cut for you just know that maybe there is possible redemption in the future yeah and and I think even if it's not the same as it was before that's okay yeah oh I think it's I think it's okay to have the respect for each other where you're like hey I just things happen in the past we're both where we're at and I and I think we're fine now and like I wish you well yeah for sure and yeah so I kind of want to talk a little bit about the book you've been reading yes okay so, I feel like, was this you that recommended it? I did. Okay. So, I'm reading The Life Cycle. Who's the author? Life Council. The Life Council. <laughs> the Life Circle. <laughs> um, Laura Tremaine. Okay. Laura Tremaine. And um, it's 10 Friendships Every Woman Needs. And it's about navigating your life with the right people by your side. And basically, she has these 10 different spots that friends take up in your life and together they build your life council and and not necessarily that you need to have 10 friends these are just like examples yes well and it's interesting it's not in the book it talks about it's not 10 friends all at once it's some of these people play a part in your life just for a specific time and that's okay um and then it also talks about kind of what we talked about today the like loss of a friend and she calls that the empty chair um and i can read an excerpt from it so it says this chapter isn't about an official seat in the life council it's about the lack of one it's the empty chair the space that is there for all of us whether we like it or not your attitude concerning the empty chair matters you can see it as a seat representing reverence from a relationship that meant something sacred to you one you're not quite ready to let go of, or you can see it as a seat waiting to be filled by someone important who has yet to arrive in your life. It is a memorial or it is hope. Maybe it is both. So I like how she talks about there. there's always going to be that friend that you look back and you're like, oh man, I wish, I wish we were still friends. Yeah. And it's, it's okay to, to see that. And then it's also okay to honor that space and realize that was a great relationship and I still have space for more friends. Right. I think, yeah, I have realized in my life that there are certain friends that I've had that are just are just there for a season. And 
to just be okay with that season, you know, and be thankful for it and be thankful for the memories. It's like the definition of bittersweet. Like things can be hard and good at the same time. So she, in another part, she also talks about the other side of the empty chair is not filled with the pain of a past relationship, but with a longing of friendship you want. The main message of this book is to take stock of the relationships in your life, what they bring to the table as a motivation to nurture them. But I know there are often gaps in our heart if we do not have an old friend or a soul sister or someone who comes close. Just acknowledging that we do not have the exact friendship we want, giving nod to that empty chair can be enough inspiration to start putting effort into seeking friendships we desire. Really like keep an inventory of where you are in life. Yeah, and the people you're surrounding yourself with. And yeah, I think it's interesting how she says, just acknowledging that we don't have the exact friendship we want by giving a nod to the empty chair can be enough inspiration to start putting effort into seeking the friendships we desire. So what's interesting about that is like, if you feel, so for, this is my perfect example. I was feeling a little, when I had Chandler, I was feeling a little isolated because most of my friends that I live with around here don't have kids yet. And so I was the mom of our group. (laughs) And so I was feeling like, okay, I need to talk to someone about yeah, where this, you're at in your life. Yeah, yeah, like about this part of my life and not just talk because obviously I do have friends that have kids that I love dearly, but they just don't live here. So it wasn't like we could get together and like let the kids play or and then we could like vent and just have adult conversation face to face, you know, and talk about, hey, I have a question. Did this happen? Did this happen to you or is this happening? And just kind of like relate because that was something that I needed. And so I... I kind of sat in that for like months where I was really struggling with that. And then I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to put forth an effort to be more intentional with some friendships that are down here that I wasn't that close with that do have kids as well. And so now I have a couple of girlfriends who have kids that are around the same age as Chandler that I really wasn't close with before at all. And I, I felt that empty chair and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to fill this this specific need in my life right now and so I was like seeking that and like putting out the extra effort to find that and it has been completely I don't know if life-changing that might (laughs) be a little dramatic but it has been so so helpful because it is someone that can relate to what I'm going through right now and it has filled that like loneliness that I was feeling so I love how she writes that. I think that is, like, perfectly put. And I'll give a little shout-out in case, you know, anyone's interested. The book is really good. It talks about a lot of different friendships that you have and how to be a good friend and how to put that effort into it and how you can have friends for different things. And you don't have to have that one person to fill all of those spots it's okay to have different relationships or different levels of relationships I guess is really yeah some some are deeper some are a friend who you run errands with Mm -hmm. who you can call and be like hey do you want to go check out this market or go downtown or go for a walk yeah and and I think for me that's been one of the harder things is seeing different friendships change levels where yeah it might have been a friend that was a little bit closer and you're seeing them move into a different space. And that can be both good and challenging because it gives you an opportunity to like see that person in a different light. Or as you're growing, you're able to keep hold on to those relationships because you're looking at it differently. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very, very true. I, so I will make sure that I put her book link in the show notes. She also has a podcast. Um, but one of the things, this is just random and I do kind of want you to go over like some of the different friends that she like talks about too, besides the empty chair friend. Um, but I listened to a podcast with her and it was super interesting. And I think we talked about this on one of our walks. Katie and I, I think that's where this came from. I know Katie and I, Katie and I go on walks around the neighborhood and like talk about, podcast or books you're reading or whatever um but she was talking about on one of the podcasts that it's kind of well two things that 
like kind of like what you just said, where there's different levels of friendship, yeah. where in society, in movies or TV shows, like even in these shows that we yes, just we talked about, very dramatic. We did friendships, <laughs> like, very dramatic, really dramatic friendships. I'd say Lane and Rory <laughs> were the the ones that are the healthiest relationship. <laughs> Everyone else is very toxic, very like codependent. But yes, but the the different levels is like we've been kind of shown all of these friendships that are so deep mm-hmm. like the deepest of deep and deep cuts and big drama and all this stuff and so I think in our minds sometimes we think like oh we have to have all all of our friends have, have to, to be, be that, that deep yeah and that's just not possible it's just not so if if you and I just liked how she was talking about that she's like you said if you have a friend who you literally just like to go exercise with and you guys grab coffee afterwards and that that's all that you do, <laughs> that's okay. And then if you have a friend, like you said too, if you have a friend that was a lot deeper at one point and it has now kind of gotten to a less deep friendship, but it's still a good friendship, mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, and sometimes the the separation or the growing out of a friendship you don't completely grow out of it always. Sometimes right. it's just you've grown out of the the deepness that you had before. And understanding that that's okay. And I think sometimes you take a little hurt to it in the beginning where you're oh, like, yeah. oh, we used to be so close. And then it's more like it's on a different level, but it's still all right. Yeah. It's still, I still could call them if I ever needed anything. Right. I hope they would feel the same way about me. And, right. Yeah. And the other thing she talked about, um, same, like along the same lines of like, how society makes us feel about friendships and what it should look like is that she was talking about how, how society and pop culture makes it as if like your husband or your wife or your spouse has to be best, has to be your best friend. Yes. And how she thinks that's a crack of shit. A hundred percent. I love love my husband and I would say like, yeah, he is, he is my best friend. Yes. And he doesn't fill all my best friend needs <laughs> because I'm not going to complain to him about some things that I want to talk to my friends about. Yes. Like, and that's, you have to have some sort of life outside of your partner. Right. I thought it was super interesting because I had never really thought of it that like that deep before. And she was just talking about, she's like, I same literally yes. what you just said. She's like, I love my husband, but he is not who I want to talk to about X, Y, and Z. And I was like, that is so true. Like, I love my husband, too, and I do consider him to be one of my best friends, and I trust him wholeheartedly, probably more than anyone else, but I also, there are a lot of things that I need outside of that friendship. Yes. So I found I found the quote. Okay, it yes, Flip through quickly. It says, my spouse is my spouse, and my best friends are my best friends. They are not the same thing, and all of my relationships are better for it. Yep. I appreciate my marriage more when other important people in my life who knew me on a soul level. Yeah. I feel that. And I think if you're married and and you feel like your husband and or wife partner is your best friend, they very well might be. We're just saying... They don't have to fill all of your needs. They don't have to be. Yes. And I think that there's, like, this pressure... From society to be like, if you're not marrying your best friend, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's like, that is not true. It's just, it's a different kind of friendship. Yes. And I think it's, it's like, you're not dumping everything into that one person and expecting everything from that one person. I think that's a recipe for actual disaster. Thank you. I yeah. agree with that. And apparently <laughs> she agrees. So. Likewise. Yeah. It's not, I'm excited to read it. I, I haven't read it yet, but. Um, we've been chatting about it on our walks and I think this book is, if this is, if this topic specifically is something that you are struggling with, I think this book based on what Katie has told me is, would be super helpful. Even if you're not struggling with it. Yeah. It's a good book. It's just a funny, like it's pretty lighthearted. Um, it's not, I mean, it's not a heavy read, easy chapters broken out and it, I just enjoyed, like, I would just pick it up every once in a while and read a few chapters. Oh, yeah. Read some of the, tell us some of the. Some of the chapters. Okay. Some of the other friends. So, there is the Daily Duty friend. That's the one who you're running errands with. Okay. Love it. The Battle Buddy. And that, I feel like, is probably a lot of work people where you're, 
you're in a circumstance and everyone is your friends because you're both in the mud. Like, right. It's you're having it's to yes. work toward a yep. a common goal. Yes. You both okay. you both are feeling that. Um, the new friend that's kind of self explanatory. Yeah. Which we're gonna do an episode all about making new friends. So stay tuned. The old friend. So mm-hmm. these are friends from and and that was another the old friend. There's two different parts where it talks about. It doesn't have to be the friend from elementary school. Right. An old friend is subjective to what you consider old. Like, I would consider us old friends. Yeah. Um, So it really, I think that's nice because there are some people who don't have friends from elementary school, middle school, that they've moved away or they live in a new city or they just have grown apart. So I think that's a nice part, um, too. Another one is the yes friend. And this is great. The friend who says yes to everything. The friend who always kind of pushes you to do things and go check out different adventures. Um, and they talk about how one person can fill more than one bucket. There's yeah. um, lots of different spaces that one friend could fall into. The soul sister. That's the deep, like, that's the Meredith and Christina. Yeah. And. Um, like connected yes. on another level. Yes. The business bestie, that could also be, you know, the workmate is the battle buddy and the business bestie and, or a mentor, the business Mm -hmm. bestie, she gives a really good example about a mentor who she really invested in as a friend and the other person wasn't super invested. Yeah. Which she's like, it was great. I still like, it was a good friendship for me. Yeah. Yeah. They were in different life stages. Um, the mentor, the empty seat, the fellow obsessive. Ooh, like so, a common yes. thing that you obsess about? Yes. It could be anything from a TV show to an online friend who you're both in the same, you know, support group if you're going through something mm-hmm. or you both love pasta and <laughs> you just want to go out to dinner with this person and eat pasta. Like We're looking to form yes. uh, I Love Bread Club. Absolutely. So anybody that would like to join, join just the hit club. me up. Um, and then the password protector. So this is the person that you could trust your life with and you would I would give you the password to everything Ooh. and I would trust if I am dying that's a big deal you need to know all this information <laughs> I've probably my sister I was gonna say I, I would like... say yeah and I think that's another thing too is like family can also be yeah be a friend oh for sure if a cousin or cousin or a sibling or a, a stepsister whatever relationship it is these don't have to be just cookie cutter friendships, I right. don't think. No, I agree. I mean, I think I have friends who are very close with their parents. Mm-hmm. Like they would consider some of their parents to be their password protector or their, you know, I mean, it, it, that's an old friend right there. Your parent. That's, <laughs> that's, a, the, OG that's the old friend. That's the OG. That's as old as it gets. But yeah, so I agree. I definitely don't think that these have to look like just you know they could be part of your family as well so those are all really solid well i absolutely can't wait to read this book are you done with it yeah can i read it i okay i'm all done go for it i'm gonna read it i hope this was helpful this was us just like kind of laying out our own ideas and experiences this is not you know we just want you to know we're not friend experts we are not friend experts i don't even know if that's a thing but if there there probably are and that's why we don't know about them (laughs) because we are not friend experts for sure not friend experts but we have lived some life and we have friends we've had our own things so we just want you to feel like you're not alone and if you are feeling sad or hurt friendships are hard they're very hard it's a lot of work regardless it is is and that's something we're gonna when we talk about the new friends and making new friends like making new friends is so much freaking work yeah which is why it's not always fun to do to be completely honest because you have to put in a lot of effort but if you think about it and an old friend was a new friend at one point Yes. So, and, and your soul. It's much easier to be friends with someone in elementary school and you both are talking about glue and you love it. And you're like, great. I love pizza that we had for lunch. Me too. Like, that's an old friend. Yes. And then then you're just friends. Yes. But yeah, creating those new friends is a tough dynamic. So stay tuned for that episode. It will be coming out soon. Um, And then we will also do an episode on maintaining adult friendships because that's, you know, it's also different you know high school you 
see, see each other, other all every the time. single yeah. day, you know, or in school. I'll be tuning and, in because that, yeah. you know, that's something that I, I struggle with is being an intentional friend. So I, I will be tuning in. I don't think that's true. As to you, maybe. I'm a great friend. Thank you. <laughs> She's yes. putting all of her eggs in Ellie's basket. <laughs> no one else gets any love. No. So those will be coming soon. And um, we hope this was helpful. Katie, I have one final question. Yes. If you could do anything just for the hell of it, what would it be? So I've thought about this. Oh, gosh. You're going to laugh. Okay. If I could do anything just for the hell of it, I would absolutely (laughs) pick up everything I own and my husband and my dog. I would move to the middle of nowhere. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And start a homestead and I would get some goats. 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 I have always wanted goats. Okay. Always. Where, just, just like are, pets. Okay. Do you want to stay like in Michigan? I don't. Are you thinking like, like somewhere warmer? Are you thinking somewhere in the mountains? You know, I, I just didn't know before, because I like, didn't know before how. Before I had, before I had close family, I would say like not in Michigan. But now that, you know, my family is split between Michigan and Indiana, I'm not leaving. Okay. You know, I just. I just want to be in the country. I just want to be out of the city and kind of try our own thing. Yes, honestly, yeah. I want to. I love that. I want to live in Yellowstone, like I like the movie series. Well, yeah, like I want to be in Montana, living off the land, some cowboys. Like that's the dream. You're gonna like have grow your own meat. If I could, I would. Raise your own meat? What do you I say? I had chickens growing up. I'm not, yeah, I'm not absolutely. a farmer. I don't, I'm not a rancher. I don't know how... Ugh. I don't know the terms. That'd be the dream. Okay. Be well, the dream. I think you can do it. I don't want you to go too far, but I mean, as long as I can get to you by car, I'm yeah, fine. You just have to go quite a ways. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just get a little shack and live off a of your land. Shed? I'll just give you a little she yeah, shed. Yeah, just give me there. a little she shed and absolutely. I'll come for week- long weekends. Uh, the friendship. See, you're becoming... Full circle, you'll become the Joey. See? And live yes. on my land. That's what I'm saying. Oh, live it. on my land. Love it. Oh, well, thanks for doing this, friend. I love you, dude. Bye. Bye. Gosh, I just love her. I feel so blessed by her friendship, and I love her insight on how to accept your friendships for what they are and to always extend grace because, after all, we're all only human. If you loved this episode, be sure to share it with a friend or two and rate and review the show on whatever platform you are listening. As always, thank you for being here. I'll see you next week.